2: Welcome to the gastroenteritis blues for another week. The preview, the the it's the season starts. Uh, my name is Steve Lippman. I'm with Emily Anderson and Dan Volpone. Hello to both of you. How are we doing today, Dan? You start.
0: I'm doing well, but I I, I am not off to a good start in my fantasy football championship game. Why I was playing against Josh Allen last night? Ooh. And Aaron Rodgers didn't do much, and I was also playing against Stephon Diggs. It was all around a very bad combination, and now Sleeper only gives me an 11% chance to win. But I don't know
2: who Sleeper is, but I don't trust him. <laughs>
0: that was the, that
2: the platform.
0: Oh, okay. I've never
1: Thank heard you. of that platform. Like, you don't use ESPN like normal people?
0: No, well, we used to, but Standard, like, a Dynasty League. Sleeper is really good features for Dynasty League. Oh. oh they, like, which, they let okay. you trade your draft picks, and um, it's just
2: so much easier. Cool. Um, Emily, how are you?
1: I'm good. <laughs> great. <laughs> Long pause. I'm good. All right, great.
2: Um, we There's a lot that has happened and will happen with the Sixers. We are going to start off uh, with the most important thing. I don't know exactly where you guys were. It was December 14th at 4.04 p.m. Keith Pompey of all people tweets the Sixers are waving Derek Walton Jr. and Ryan Brokoff, according to a source. The fact that he didn't even get his own tweet is really bothering me and the fact that he came second and the fact that the reporter that broke the news is Keith Pompey and we've had this sort of on again off again will they won't they thing with Keith. Ever since we've begun, uh, you know, it's been a tough week for, I think all of us ever since this, Emily, how have you coped with the news that broke off uh, and the broke off card are no longer with us?
1: Um, I. It's been tough. Like you said, one of the other things that's been really painful is even after they released him, the Sixers continue to use the footage from practice mm-hmm. with him in it. So it's like, he's still in my life a little, but I, but not enough. And that's really painful to still have that memory and to like see him on my timeline like that. It's really, it's been tough. Yeah.
2: Dan, how about you? Have you been spiraling at all because of this news?
0: You know, the only thing that would make me feel better about this is if Keith would come on the pod, to be honest, because. To me, it's the
2: only way he can make up for it.
0: I love Keith. He went to Pitt, but I, you know, I'm really going to blame the messenger on this one unless Keith comes on. He and just, I'm sure, he, I hope be really upset knowing that I'm blaming him for this. He really cares what we think. So um, I really hope he comes off.
2: Keith, Keith knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like he knows that we are lusting after him and wanting him on this podcast. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to hold out a little longer. And not only that, I've taken away your favorite player. So the issue is he has his own podcast. I think that uh, locked podcast. on Sixers. Yeah, I know.
1: We'll come on his. We'll do a home and home. I'm, <laughs> I'm, wel- I'm happy to go on Keith's podcast.
2: This might be what does it. Keith, fine. We are willing to go on your podcast. I know you're sort of <laughs> really hoping that we would. And finally, we will commit. We'll come <laughs> on your podcast.
0: He's going to be, like, reporting, like, real stuff. We're going to be, like, talking about, like, which Sixer, like, likes the like, McRib. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, rest in peace, Mr. Brokoff. Hopefully he comes back soon. Um, next up, the Sixers had their preseason. They had two preseason games. Um, and that those were the only two scheduled. They won both games. They played Boston first, and then they played Indiana the other day. Um, I figured we can just go through some of the key players on the team and tell me what you saw from them and anything that stood out to you, anybody who disappointed you or uh, surprised you in a good way, Um, and we can sort of go around. Embiid did not play in the second game due to a sickness that the team was like adamant, it's not COVID. They were like, he's sick, it's not COVID, it's not COVID, I swear. So, uh, you know, Doc said he expects him back at practice on Sunday, which is today. So you know, it seems like this is more a—you uh, know—he had a little thing, and now he has a baby. So I imagine you know, you're more prone to colds and stuff like that. What did you think of Joel in his in his one half of action, which he played against uh, Boston? Then? Yeah,
0: he looks like Joel. Yeah, um, no, no issues, no surprises.
2: Yeah, Emily.
1: Yeah, same. I think, and I think uh, his not to objectify him but i think his body looks good yeah he looks like he's in better shape this season than he has in other preseason games i feel like all those aids that he has have been working so although that's good no
2: no he doesn't have aids the 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 personal (laughs) personal attention what are you talking about now that would be breaking news (laughs) then we might get on keith's podcast
1: I'm not breaking
0: that news. No. it wouldn't be the first NB news that Emily's broken. It's so. true. <laughs> um, Your
2: number I,
1: one source. Right I agree. Here. I
2: think he. I think he looks good, and he was running a lot. Like he was sort of sprinting the floor uh, more than we're used to seeing him uh, do that. So you know, he only played one half, but he had 18 points in that half, and he, you know, he looked totally fine. So I'm, I'm happy to see him you know, engaged and, and, you know, a lot of times I think to start the seasons, he looks a little bit slow at first and then works himself into it. So I think that, uh, that he started off in a good place. Um, Ben Simmons to me just looks like Ben Simmons. I don't see anything particularly different about his game. His defense looks great, especially against Malcolm Brogdon in the Indiana game. He was just locking him up. Um, He took one three, uh, which was actually an above-the-break three, which was, uh, you know, a little surprising. But other than that, he, he looks like him, and he looks fully healthy, which is, you know, the last time we saw him, he was injured. Um, you, you know, looks fine, and, uh, but certainly no, like, giant changes to his game that, uh, that some people may have, may have hoped for. What did you think of him, Emily?
1: Yeah, I agree. I was happy. Thought he took the three because it was funny because at first he like pump faked a mm-hmm. three and then everyone tweeted about that. And then like he, the ball swung back around him and he actually shot the three. So that was like a fun little wrinkle. The shot looked good. I mean, it didn't go in, but it looked, it looked like natural. It didn't look like hesitant. <clears throat> um, so I would like him to do more of it, but wouldn't everybody. But yeah, he looked like Ben. Yeah.
0: damn yeah. yeah. I mean, he continues to be the defender that some people seem to think Matisse Thiebel is. Mm-hmm. um. He's he's like really, really good on defense. Yeah. Um, he's
1: just like James Harden, right, Dan? So good on defense.
0: Well, I was gonna say though, the, <laughs> the Ben thing that disappoints me a bit is that he's just every year comes back and has not significantly added new things on offense. Um whereas um I mean it's like he's has the same type of finishes around the rim. He he's struggles in the same ways. I mean, I'm glad he took a three, but Um, taking a three every two games also isn't really anything that's going to completely change how he plays basketball, in my opinion. So I, 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 you know, there's, he has, he has, I think he gets idealized a lot. Um, I think actually Jackson Frank tweeted that at one point that he's like, people think of Ben as like some ideal player that he isn't actually a lot of times. And like, he's not, you know, Giannis all over the court. He still doesn't get to the foul line enough. And he's, he is not, you know, he's not, perfect it's not like he's um like he's still a lot of times almost I feel like he kind of settles for that little hook shot instead of like getting all the way to the rim and I I still think he's you know he he looks like a very similar player on offense
2: um I believe Jackson brought up a, a point about the Bennett five lineups which it seems like some Sixers fans sort of really want to see a lot and then they tried it Against Indiana for a little while, and it, it, I don't think it's a tenable lineup defensively. Like, Ben's a great defender, but he's not a rim protector. So, no. uh, yeah, I think that people look at that because he's 6'10", and because he's a great defender in many other ways. But uh, I, I don't think those are something that's really going to stick, and I, I'd honestly rather not. I'd rather him just guard the opposing best wing player. I, think, I it, think
1: Doc said that too though he yeah. was like sorry Dan he was like I tried it and it was not good he, <laughs> just like, he basically was like no right right
0: <laughs> I think it's like that's another example of people kind of like making Ben to be like something he's not because it, like people want to put him in a box because he has such a weird Set of like, I don't think his set of skills is actually that weird. Like, there are big men who do that, just not as well. Like, he's exceptionally good at what he's good at. Mm -hmm. Um, But his weaknesses are strange to to go with someone so skilled in other areas. And people try to be like, oh, well, he's this or he's this, and it's Mm -hmm. like, he's just him. And like, you just have to accept he's bad at these things and good at these things. And which is fine. Like, I'm not the biggest Ben fan, but I also like Ben. You know, I'm a, I'm I, you know, I think he's you know, like a borderline top 20 player in the NBA, which is some people have him higher, but that's still not an insult. Like he's a yeah. great player. Um, but he's, he's like, people have a hard time accepting that there's just like, there's things he can't do and it's okay to just like be like, he, he's not this archetype or this archetype. He's a weird player.
2: Yeah, no. And, and the closest thing people seem to see with him is Giannis. And that's just a I don't different. See that at all. I I mean, they look at that because he's sort all of right. a playmaking big guy who doesn't shoot I mean Giannis shoots a little bit but he doesn't shoot well at all um, but Giannis has more of a rim protecting and sort of physical skill he's very physical and Ben's a much better perimeter defender than Giannis so uh, you know I think that uh it, it's different and and you know people talk about get Ben getting his own team and being like the engine like Giannis I do think his stats would jump in that way like he would definitely have bigger stats but I don't think that he, he is the same thing that Gian, Giannis seems like I don't think his he's own breed in that role yeah I, I, I don't think that that would be the the case but you know I think Ben's great in his own way and Giannis is just a you know sort of different but and we've assessment. but we've seen
0: like in the past we've seen on occasion Ben and all shooters lineups right they might not be great shooters obviously no one's idealizing like Ben and four Marco Bellinelli's but
2: like, no but that, that was like the end of the 2018 season when they won mm-hmm. 16 straight that's like what right. they talk about
0: yeah. but and and Ben had some really good games at that time but also they were all super hot and but we've still seen like without Joel Embiid on the floor the team generally has sucked for the past 3 years. So I don't understand why in my opinion Ben does not get enough blame for that. Because and and not just Ben. Like I think in, in, in against Toronto, right? Like when you have when you went all in on Tobias Harris uh, you, you've got Jimmy Butler, you have Ben Simmons, who's about to get a max, and Joel in game seven sits for two minutes and like 50 seconds or something yeah. like that, and there are minus 12 in those two minutes and 50 seconds, lose by two, right? One of those three players needs to be able to step up. Jimmy proved the next year that he could. Ben still hasn't really been anything outstanding when Joel's not playing.
2: You know, I what I agree with in there is that like people look at those stats. I think Joel was something like plus a hundred against Toronto and we lost the series in seven games. And yeah. like everybody will just talk about Amir Johnson and Greg Monroe as if like those that those are the reasons. And of course they like stink. Sure. not ha- they stink and not having a good center, like rim protector even average, you know, would have would have helped a lot. But I agree that like the other four guys that were out there were also gouging points. And I also think probably that was also on Brett in not figuring out a productive way to play without him. And Mm -hmm. anyway, but I I, I mainly agree with that. Um, uh, The other two guys in the starting lineup, uh, the new additions, Danny Green and Seth Curry, Emily, what did you think of them? Uh, Danny Green, to me, played great defense, especially, uh, which was really cool. He does a lot of, like, the Covington stuff in that off ball. He's in passing lanes, and he's got good hands, and he's smart. Um, What did you think of those two guys?
1: Yeah, I agree. It was – and he's also, like – I don't know. You know how sometimes you're watching basketball and, like, doing something else, and then every time you look up, it's like the same person shooting, and it always goes in, and, like, you don't see all the times that he misses. Like, that's how the Danny Green experience has been for me. Like, uh-huh. I know that he didn't make all of these shots, but every time I look up, he's taking one and making it. So, to me, I'm, like, all in. Right. Um, Seth Gray was okay. It's nice that, like, people can take threes on this team now, and you're not like, that's going to miss. Like, there's a chance it's going to go in, and that's a nice feeling.
2: Yeah. yeah. You weren't confident in the Horford threes, Emily?
1: <laughs> I can't. Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> Just clanking right off the rim. Dan, what did you uh, what did you think of those two guys?
0: No, yeah, I agree. Um, I I did see the. Um, oh, I should point out, I did not see, the, I did not watch the second game yet. I oh, probably okay. won't watch it, so I shouldn't even say yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> game. But yeah, in the first game, Danny Green um, did he he did have some Covington like plays. I thought um, just like he's he's very good with his with his hands. Like right. he's he just gets a hand on the basketball a lot. Um, and I think that maybe that's more of a, like, he, he he's not Covington, but he is obviously a very good defender. And, um, I, I agree. I enjoyed watching him.
2: Yeah. Um, Seth Curry, I don't, I don't think really popped much. I mean, I think that he's going to get hot and, and make shots. And I, when we talk about shake, I feel like we'll be able to talk about Seth. Cause I wonder if Seth is the starter for the full season there, because of how well Shake's playing, but I know that Doc loves having like an engine off the bench. So uh we'll see. I mean I think Seth's gonna make a bunch of shots. He's you know gonna get open and he can even do step back stuff and uh, a little bit of pick and roll stuff. Uh he needs to, to, to ditch I mean. the T shirt.
1: He needs to ditch the T shirt. T
2: shirt is not good. Yeah, I agree. Don't like the t shirt. And he looks so small
0: out there. Because I'm yeah, not used not. to seeing them start anyone under six six. Yeah. Um,
1: like, even in the I texted, you guys, it's like in the hallway shots. Like, he just looks so tiny. Like, it's so weird.
2: I know. It looks like take your kid to work day and like Seth Curry yeah. is there <laughs> with somebody's dad. Um, uh, Tobias did not look good. Uh, did not shoot quickly. Like, he was not bombing threes like I think uh, a lot of people, including Doc Rivers, wanted him to. He scored the ball fairly well against Boston. And then he had sort of a dud. Against Indiana, I'm I'm not encouraged by what I've seen from him because I don't see a lot of the the minor tweaks that that people had wanted. Um, I think he'll be fine. I just think it sort of is what it is with Tobias. But I, I I am no longer really expecting some giant. Not that I was, but like expecting real meaningful improvements. I sort of think he is what he is. Dan, you've always been a fan. What do you think? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm just like really upset at the thought of having to like watch mm-hmm. him for another full season. I, I hate how he plays. It's like it's so frustrating to watch. Like I know I know he he uh I know I didn't see the second game, but as a box score watcher, it's clear he sucked. Mm-hmm. Um and then in the first game he was like fine. Um and he'll he'll have fine games. The frustrating thing is he's making all that money and it's like, you know, once in a once every few games is a good game and then, you know, there's a lot of like in the middle mm-hmm. um and like it, you just see the same like dumb shit that he keeps doing where like um i know um there was like a video a few people tweeted out where he um passed out of an or he not not passed out but like had like a fairly open three like not wide open but a, clearly enough time to get a shot off from the corner and instead started backing his defender down got nowhere and took like a 20 foot falling away baseline jumper which mm-hmm. is like, what a horrible shot. Why would you go seek that shot out? Yeah. Um, and he, it's it's not like there's some guys who have, you know, some guys have that shot. He doesn't have that shot, and he does it anyway. Like, he wants to shoot it, and he's bad at it. It yeah. drives me nuts.
2: Emily, any anything on Tobias here?
1: No, I have the same thoughts. It was not good. I didn't really expect him to take a – I don't know yeah, what no. I expect right. from him. Yeah he's like a fine, like you said, he's a fine player. He just makes way too much money for a fine player.
2: Right. To me, if he was on a better contract,
1: I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me as much. It's just this contract and it's like,
2: makes him so polarizing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But without the contract, he's still not a player that I enjoy watching. Mm -hmm. But like, if he's making like eight million a year, then like, fine. He can, he can give you like some, some shooting off the bench and like, he's not a, he's like a, you know he's not a disaster on defense or anything you can put him on a big guy a little bit like have him bump him around but it's not like he's making like even double what he should making be making he's making like four times what he should be making
2: yeah um if if this is like fantasy land but if he was making like 10 million dollars a year which a lot of guys uh are and and he's dan do you have something to report
0: Rudy Gobert has agreed to a five year two hundred five million dollar extension with the jazz. That's <laughs> over forty million a a
2: v What is going on i don't I don't like that all right um Speaking of 205 million, Tobias, I uh, (laughs) I don't, uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, he's going to score like 20 points a game for the Sixers. So if he was making eight or 10 million, it would be like, look at this guy. How how great is that? But the fact that he's making max money, it it makes us all rightfully expect a lot more of him. So uh, the only thing that encourages me is that Doc Rivers clearly has an idea of the ways he wants to see Tobias improve so I feel mm-hmm. like he's going to be on him about that and uh, hopefully it's a work in progress. Uh, Shake Milton was just wonderful off the bench for the Sixers. He he seems real to me like it seems legit and sure did I say that about Travis Fulgham? Yeah but Shake <laughs> uh, I just love him. He's very cool. He seems to just stay so calm and he's been a great shooter at every level of basketball he's played and uh, I'm very excited about Shake. I think that he can really help this team off the bench. And, you know, I, I feel like who closes games matters a little bit more than who starts them. So I feel like Shake could be the one that you see as the fifth starter out there with the main four and, uh, you know, including Danny Green and, and Tobias. So who knows? I love Shake. I think that uh, he's looked really great. Uh, Emily, what do you think about Shake?
1: Yeah, I agree. And as we know, Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey also love Shake. So it's like maybe what we saw in these preseason games is what they had seen in practice. And in watching tape, he looked great. Like he was making shots. Let's put money on Shake for six man of the year.
2: Right. Uh, What about you, Deb?
0: Yeah. So I traded for Travis Fulgham in fantasy. (laughs) And and the only thing that stopped me from buying a jersey was that they didn't have it available in black. Mm. And since I traded for him, he hasn't had a catch over ten yards. That was like five weeks ago, um, but you know, whatever. And, um, but yeah, I, I actually, you know, I was really high on Shake, especially after the Clippers game. Um, I think I was I put a little bit too much weight into him not really impressing me in the bubble at all. Um, he wasn't terrible, um, and I think I was I kind of had him where I have Matisse, which is as someone who I don't really see contributing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think I was wrong. I I'm almost positive. I was wrong about that mm-hmm. um, because I, I do like what I see from shake and, uh, I, he's like, he's a fun player. I enjoy having him on the team. Uh, I don't, I'm glad he's not starting. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think he is a starting level player, even though he can like hit some fun shots and as a, as a good player. Um, but he's good, you know, like he's, He's he's a he's he's a good enough player to like be respectable coming off the bench. Like I don't look at him as like a bench, you know. Like oh, we got to find another another player to get in the rotation. Like he's like a he's a solid piece, and um, yeah, it's nice to have a guy who shoots, you know.
2: Yeah. Um. I, the other good thing about Shake is that he seems to fit really well next to Simmons and next to Embiid. So it's not like you need one of them off the court in order to have Shake excel. You know, I'm happy about him. Uh, Dwight Howard just looked really good to me, and everybody seems to adore him. Like, this is, like, sort of alternate universe Dwight Howard, where he's, like, a a sage leader, and people are going to him for advice, and he's, you know, helping everybody out. And uh, so I'm obviously two games into the Dwight Howard experience in Philadelphia. I'm very happy about it, and uh, he just plays really solid and uh, gives them good rim protection. Uh, Dan, do you have any thoughts on Dwight? Everything you said, hell yeah, yeah, I love him. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, what a great signing for the minimum. I love it. Wild. Emily?
1: Yeah, I love it too. Props to Joe for fighting for that one.
2: That's yeah. right.
1: He's got a future in the front office, that that Joel Embiid.
2: <laughs> That's right. Um, Then we can sort of lump a couple guys together. We have like uh, Matisse Thibel and Mike Scott, um, who look like they're definitely well, at least Scott is definitely part of the rotation. I think Doc wants like a backup four-sized person. You know, it seems like he's definitely going to be out there and uh, Korkmaz is definitely in the rotation um, shooting the ball. Well, And Corkmaz does some fun, like off the dribble and like ball handling stuff, which I think as a, you know, tertiary ball handler, he can do some of uh, Scott made a bunch of shots against Indiana. Um, I don't trust him too much on defense, but you know, you would think that he won't be matched up against anybody who's going to expose him too much. And Thibault looks lost out there. Like he doesn't look, good at all he had a few steals against Indiana and then there's one clip going around of him dribbling into the you know he's like like leading the break for the Sickers and he just sort of dribbles it out which I've done playing pickup and just sort of tries to hand it off to somebody who knows how to dribble better and somebody else <laughs> took it right away so I don't really know what's up with him like I was hoping really just catch and shoot and hopefully you make your threes you know but it looks like he's struggling to find his footing uh, on the on offense, and I don't think he's playing consistently well enough on defense. So, uh, you know, we'll get to Maxi. I think last, but I, I think that uh, he he has a bit of a ways to go in terms of like solidifying his his place in this rotation. Emily, what did you think of uh, Matisse and Scott?
1: Um, I agree with you on Matisse. He does look lost out there. I am higher on him than like say Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll find his way. I just don't, he's, I just think it's like a new coach, a new system, new people. And he's just kind of trying to figure it out. I hope that he'll figure it out. Yeah. And then in regards to Scott, he was shooting really well in the Pacers game, not as much in the Celtics game. And I don't really love that. He's like the backup four size person. Like Mm -hmm. he's not my, I would rather have someone a step above him as like a backup like that doesn't give me a ton of confidence of like Mike Scott coming in um especially if he's not shooting well then I don't really know what he contributes that much mm-hmm. um and Furcon's just fun he mm-hmm. I feel like he took some steps like forward in his game in the offseason. Yeah. I thought he looked really good um and I'm happy for him like remember we cut him like two years Ago go and then he couldn't find a place and then we signed him and now he's here like i love
2: right. it i was shocked he was a free agent and i was shocked when he yeah, back, his like, offer. exactly and then, then we're like oh
1: great the- no one else wants you you could come back
2: yeah wow
1: but like they're missing out he's fun he still wears those yellow shoes like <laughs> i
2: love it yeah and it seems like players like uh like furcon uh yeah. dan what about that trio what do you think
0: yeah i like furcon i think he should get minutes um i I wish Matisse had worked on his shooting more over the summer. Like, when they asked him, you know, what did you work on? He was just like, oh, just kind of everything. Uh-huh. It's like, you were a really, really quality player when you were shooting high 30s from three. And then you shot the rest of the year in the 20s, and you sucked. You were t- He was terrible, second half of the season. Mm-hmm. So that should have been a good sign of what he needed to work on. Um, he didn't, which is a little frustrating. I hope he yeah. does going forward. I hope he focuses on it. Um, I have never really gotten the point of Mike Scott. Yeah. I know he can he can make some shots, but like, as I think he's like, some of the ways he's just a bad player have tricked people into thinking that he's like a good four, which I don't really understand. He's, he's not big. He's like a similar size to Josh Richardson, only like an inch taller. Uh-huh. Um, he's, he's kind of awkward. He's a horrible defender. And I think the fact that he is like, you know, he's, like, a, a tough guy, you know, like, getting in fights outside of mm-hmm. Eagles game, things like that, and he's, like, a cool guy. I'm not, like, trying to shit on Mike Scott or anything, but he's, like, you know, Mike Scott's, like, a tough guy, and I think that's tricked people into thinking that he is, like, a tough, like, gritty defender when he's just not, and he's generally completely lost on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather have a, another guard out there, like, a put a big guard out there. I think Shay could do the same things that Mike Scott does. I don't see really any need for Mike Scott minutes, to be honest. Give shake extra minutes um when mike scott would play and shake is only an inch shorter than mike scott he's got way longer arms um he's not he's skinnier but not that much skinnier um mike scott's not any kind of special rebounder either so i i've never really gotten mike scott again furcon is the same size as mike scott and could Mm. easily get those minutes and is a much better player and is was a better shooter last year so uh well actually a way better shooter last year because they shot us yeah. He shot on a little higher percentage, I think, but on a way higher volume. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't love the Mike Scott minutes. I think that they could be given – they could be divided elsewhere. Um, not happy with Matisse, pro-Furcon.
2: Yeah. I, my guess is that, like, during the regular season, especially the beginning of the regular season, Doc will need guys to soak up minutes. And, like, Scott is a body who can shoot pretty well and just, like, be out there, like – I would be surprised if in the playoffs, especially when the rotation gets trimmed to nine or eight, um, if Scott's out there, if he's still on the team. So, I, you know, I think that Doc needs guys to play minutes and sort of sees more use in him than some of the end of the end of the bench guys like, you know, Ferguson or whoever. Um, finally, we can talk about Tyrese Maxey, who just looked great to me. Uh, you know, he does something that no sixer can do and I feel like hasn't been able to do in a long time, which is penetrate and finish at the rim. And (laughs) it's like some of the Markel stuff, I know, right? (laughs) Uh, It's like some of the Markel stuff we hope for, you know, in terms of handling the ball and getting to the rim, but he has great body control. He, I don't know if he's taken a three yet, but uh, he had a nice step back jumper against Indiana. And I think that he, it, it seems to be that like, he and Matisse are sort of jockeying for those minutes, and I would be surprised if Maxi isn't in the rotation right away on Wednesday. Uh, Dan, what did you think of Tyrese?
0: Yeah, like I said, I didn't see the second game, but I, I, um, I, I liked, you know, how he was just kind of playing. So a little bit reckless at times, but just, like, always looking to do something. Right. Um, it was fun. He should definitely play over Matisse. Um, and he's – yeah, I agree. Like, it's, it's kind of weird – it, that's another thing. I think people think Ben Simmons does well that he doesn't because um, he gets like putting that Giannis box. Like Ben Simmons is not great at, at getting to the rim when he's just like, just like blowing by a guy in know? the like, half
2: court, especially right in yeah. the yeah. half
0: court and on the break. He's he's, he's, yeah. he, he has gotten very good. He, another thing, people always thought he was good. He wasn't really. And then he became very good at it mm-hmm. um, in the half court. He doesn't really do that. And even though I think, you know, people think he does and, I think that's honestly part of why the Sixers struggle so much in the half court is not that that's, can only be blamed on Ben, but when he wants to be the point guard and you don't have someone else on the floor, who's like, just does that, who like, that's, what I actually like enjoyed like the Neto Berg minutes at times, even though they were like such a disaster in every other way and like right. not good enough players, but they could, they were quick enough to like get in the lane and like then make a decision from there. Um, and I hope Maxi can, can bring something like that because, Shake doesn't even do that all that well. He's, like, okay at it and looks good sometimes, but they need someone who can just consistently move the defense by getting to the rim.
2: Yeah. Emily, what do you think about Tyrese Maxey?
1: Yeah, I agree. He looked good. Um, all the stuff that you and Dan said, I just think it's really nice. I feel like our bench is coming along nicely. Like, in yeah. the Pacers game, the bench, like, I mean, I know, like, top minutes-wise it worked out, but, like, the bench outscored the starters and – Doc was saying like there are games where our bench can or is gonna win us the game. And right. I don't that's another feeling that we haven't had in a while. Being like so starter reliant. And so it's nice to have these guys come along that can like give you good minutes off the bench and you don't like have to count down the minutes till Joel comes back in or whoever comes back in when like you can, you know, play basketball again.
2: Yeah. Um, I agree. I'm excited to see him see him play and see all of them together. Uh, last thing I will say on Dybal, like I don't think he's done. I, I think that he's lost right now. Like I think that, but I think that the defense really can be real if he settles down and like plays better positionally. And uh, I don't think he's useless. And I think that, you know, his value to the team might ebb and flow throughout the year. I certainly don't think he's untouchable in any way in terms of the trade market, but uh, I, I, I'm not out on him. You know, I think he's Certainly got a very useful player in there, and I hope that we get to see it. Um, All right. Back to James Harden, as this just won't die. It won't die until uh, he's traded someplace. Um, The biggest, you know, sort of stuff happened, I believe, on Thursday, when, like, Woj and then Shams, like, reported right away, like, right one after the other, that the Sixers have made Ben Simmons available in some packages with the Houston Rockets. Um, both of them had that pretty much independently. And then at the same time, they were saying talks aren't fluid, which feels like posturing. Like I don't really get, if Ben Simmons is on the table, it feels like a fluid talk. I don't really understand the fluid content. Um, and then after that, Daryl Morey reached out to Shams and said, we are not trading Ben Simmons. He is an important part of our future. Of course, Morey has said very similar things about Chris Paul. Uh, before he traded him, and um, and the Wizards about John Wall, the Wizards said the same thing about John Wall. It, you know, yeah. Uh, my read on it is that I, I don't. I guess I don't think that Shams and Woj would have run with that if it was unfounded. You know, if that was just like Stephen Silas or somebody else with the Rockets calling and lying, I, I would get. I would bet that they have a better way to vet those things. Um, but certainly not something Daryl wanted out there. So. You know, Daryl has this 24-year-old star who, and this trade may or may not happen, but you have to sort of assume it doesn't happen, because especially as a clutch client, you don't want him upset and like wanting to get out of there until the trade happens. So, uh, I feel like Maury sort of had to say that, even if it's true. You know, like, what are you going to do? Like, you have to throw your support behind the guy unless the trade was like imminent, imminent, which clearly it wasn't. So. Uh, I don't know. It seems like these teams are circling each other and using the media to posture and like, you know, woe Sweeted that playoff contenders in both conferences are now in like, I don't know if I believe that, uh, you know, so we'll see. So Emily, what did you think of these reports and like the sort of fallout afterwards?
1: I just think it's kind of annoying. <laughs> like I'm really sick of like this, like, using the media and i know all the teams do it and it's just like what happens now but like using the media to like posture your point and then like daryl has to come out and be like shams you're wrong like and like make a statement to the athletic like i thought that was like (laughs) kind of like it wasn't even like the next day like in his press conference or Mm -hmm. he something like he like called him and was like no like right it's kind of embarrassing honestly um i don't know i just it feels very I, and I like I know everyone does it but like it feels like high schoolish and mm-hmm. to like do all this stuff and I'm kind of I'm just annoyed by it at this point I don't
2: know I mean we I think we talked last week about feeling at least I did about like feeling sort of like in purgatory with this team like cuz I do think they're going to be good and I'm excited for them and I like a lot of the guys on the team but until Harding gets traded, it feels like this giant shoe to drop, and I just like to happen, you know, whether it's us or someplace else, and, you know, so I'm I'm ready for the trade to happen, you know, Uh, yeah. Because,
1: and also then, like, so Daryl, say it happens and Ben gets traded, then, like, what does that say? I mean, and like I said, I know all teams do this, but, like, what does that say to other players who then Daryl says, you're a big part of us, like, he lies. So, like, I don't know how that's good for like your front office and your team culture, but like, he's done it before a bunch of teams do it. Like, why is everyone okay with just like lying to save face for a little bit? Like, I would just rather people. I, yeah, truth. I, I, don't agree know. I think it's on,
2: weird. on face value. I agree. And I, I sort of, I don't think that a, a, a executive should ever be publicly publicly saying like so-and-so is untradeable won't happen because they shouldn't be untradeable. Like you should listen to everything and, and make the team as good as possible. I, I kind of think that once this came out, Daryl might not have had an option, you know, like, cause if he says nothing, then you really have a problem, which is like yeah. fucking better trade Ben, or it's going to be a, a big problem. So in this case, I don't know if there was an option, but I, I agree with you in a vacuum that like, I think it's kind of shitty when when GMs say we're not trading so-and-so because you should be open to trading mostly anybody. Um Dan, Derek, what's uh, your read on this stuff?
0: Derek Bodner had a had a kind of kind of some interesting thoughts, and then I have some some thoughts besides that. But um like that night Godner put out a piece um that was just his speculation and he said the the, the one thing that I agree with from what he said, not that I disagree with everything else, but that stood out to me was he said, um you know, once the rumors come out that Ben's on the table, Ben's going to be pissed either way. Right. So you'd rather, if someone's going to be pissed at you, you'd rather than be pissed at you and on a different team than pissed at you and still within your organization. So just tell Ben, you're not trading him or just at least, I don't know if they told Ben that, but say you're not trading him publicly. Now he's not mad at you. If he gets mad, it'll only be because you traded him, which means he'll be gone. So it's better than him being there and mad. Like, Oh, yeah, we were shopping you, and then the trade doesn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the leak obviously did not come from the sixers um it's they have that doesn't get them any leverage. It's probably a rockets play It came out at the same time they announced they were you know talking to other teams, which is seems like the, them squeezing the sixers or squeezing someone um, I think that as far as um as far as like the um Ben Simmons what am i i forget what i was going with here um oh as far as um like uh how ben simmons feels about this i kind of i, I shared this in our in our slack but one theory that i i kind of have and I, and i'm not sure it's like most likely but it seems possible that um you know he knows and they've been honest with him that you know we are you know talking in trades for james harden um, we can't guarantee anything that you know we can't guarantee that, you know, obviously we don't want to trade you, but, you know, things happen and we have to do what's best for the team. And maybe they've told him that, and maybe he's, you know, accepted that and is fine with it, but he maybe prefers, and this kind of, I think Ben kind of stays away from the spotlight anyway, but maybe he prefers his name to be out of, you know, talks and he doesn't want it in publicly, like people speculating, like, oh, Ben could go here, Ben could go here, Ben's going to go to the Rockets. Um, I think, you know, that kind of, drives down a player's value almost people then start like weighing things he's bad at and they're you know putting him in a you know comparing him to a player in Harden who um is is just like a better player than him and so I think um you know he he might have said you know you know he might have wanted the team to to shut it down even if he knows it's true so I don't Mm. think that's that seems possible to me. I don't know.
2: Yeah, um, I listened to Zach Lowe had Kevin Arnovitz on his podcast, and and Lowe eventually said, and he he wasn't reporting aggregators take it easy. Um, he wasn't reporting, <laughs> but he said that um, he said that he expects like what his guess is is that these teams are circling each other, and eventually it happens in a Simmons for Harden thing. And he was like, ignore all of these stuff in the me- like ignore the the reports of you know the the Rockets want Ben and three first rounders and Thibel and everything else you know and ignore you know and but Woj also reported the Sixers want Harden and much more for Ben like (laughs) everybody's lying everybody's going for like their most you know uh hopeful expectation and then it's just a question of whether or not they meet in the middle but In terms of Ben being completely off the table, I think it's very clear that that's not true. You know, like this, I don't think this stuff would be going on this long. And he shouldn't uh, be. No uh, one should He wasn't. Right. Well, Joel should be. Excuse me. Yeah, Um,
0: I kind of agree with that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: So, yeah, who knows? Kevin Arnovitz brought up that, like, if you're the Sixers and you're willing to trade Simmons, why not listen to the 28 other teams too? Um, I think that's interesting because you could get a ton for Simmons, but... the problem is that Joel is like 26 and has his injury history being what it is. So the Sixers want to win right now. So they could get 20 picks from Oklahoma city, but how much good does that do you when you have a player who's like a top 10 guy who wants to win right now? It's not like, you know, when uh, the Pelicans were trading AD and they just wanted picks and to get better and they got Zion and you know, then there you go. You know, this is like the Sixers are a unique situation where they could trade a star and then want to keep, competing. So I don't know how many better offers there there would be than Harden because somebody as good as Harden isn't available generally. I I see
0: I so I disagree with him because not with you, with what he mm-hmm. said because I, I think you know his his logic is that it's going to give you leverage that you're talking to other teams and that you know the Rockets are going to have to top all these other teams. Right. But what you're really doing is losing leverage because right now you can just keep Simmons, right? You can just say you know Ben Ben Simmons is not being traded. Um, we they've said that we you know there's it's not really like a disaster. They can easily go into the, the next five seasons with Simmons and it's right. fine. So they're probably like you pointed out they're probably not getting better offer than Harden. Once you open it up to other teams, Ben is now fully on the table. There's no Ben you're not being traded. Once you're talking to every single team like what we give us for Ben now Ben's oh, yeah. pretty much just being traded to the highest bidder um, and. Ben is not going to want to stay after that. There's one team for one specific player, I think, understandable. And as a player, you have to understand, like, the business end of it. But if you're just straight-up shopping this guy who you just signed to a five-year deal, I mean, I think that is fair to to say, like, that could, like, piss him off. So
2: Yeah. And, so and you, just, could be like a, you could see, like, a Ben Simmons trade request. If he feels like he's not valued by the organization, like, right. Rich Paul... Uh, certainly has been like the center of, of a lot of these things. So you could see Ben being like, okay, if I'm not wanted here, I want to go someplace that's going to value me. So yeah, I kind of feel like I agree in that, like the Sixers might want to deal with kid gloves here and be like, there's one guy that we would trade you for. And that's why you're seeing this stuff, but it's not like we want to trade you for, you know, picks and, and, uh, and whatever else. Um, Dan, you wrote a piece about James Harden. And a reader asks you to apologize. So quickly, I'd just like you to give a public apology and then we can move on.
0: Yes, I'm sorry to only this one person. I do want to say when I wrote this, because we had a lot of James Harden disagreement, and I wrote it not with any of that in mind. I actually wrote it entirely with the Tim McMahon piece in mind. And it was just kind of my reaction to that. Like just like I straight up don't care about um, a lot of like the James Harden personal stuff. Like I don't really care if he's like taking a day off to like go party or do some other dumb shit because he's like still so good on the court. And I think that speaks for itself. And like, to me, that's like the only concern, like the concern, like the concern with that would be that it's taken away from his game when clearly his game is perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was just kind of, so I I read that and that was like my, my feeling, like, you know, we've speculated, I don't know if we've talked about on the pod, but like that probably came from, from maybe like someone associated with Daryl. Um, that they're, you know, May, leaking, yeah, maybe they're right. leaking this stuff to drive down his value. Clearly, if Daryl's still trying to trade for him, it didn't bother anyone in that organization that much. The Rockets are trying to keep him. Dantoni is apparently, you know, Dantoni's team is also trying to get him somewhat with the Nets. Mm-hmm. So it's not like any of these people who live through this were com- completely put off by it. Um, so, yeah, basically, I wrote that I just, you know, to sum up, don't care. And I think a lot like these are silly reasons to not trade for someone. Like, they're all off-court reasons. They're not really focused on, um, the you know, how great he is as a player. And I think that some of the – so I've never seen a piece get that many comments. It had, like, 630 comments. We're viral, baby. We we're viral. And and most of them were mad at me. And a lot of people were, like, offended as if, like, I was calling them silly, which mm-hmm. I want to I, – I guess I would genuinely, like, if I'm – like, I know I jokingly apologized, even though I'm not not sorry, but, like,
2: no, that I wasn't it, your intention was to, right but i'm yeah.
0: absolutely not calling and i think people do silly things in fandom yeah. like we just said we would joel's untouchable mm-hmm. right i believe that i would hate if they traded joel
2: yeah
0: it's silly because you would trade joel for for yannis in a second but i would hate it mm-hmm. right so i understand why people don't want to trade ben i think it's silly and i have my own silly things that i think and yeah, it's yeah. not an insult for like as a fan, to think a silly thing. And it really wasn't my intention to insult anyone like
2: that. Yeah. When you mentioned the the McMahon thing, and I think, Emily, you can uh, agree with this, uh, the fact that you can drink like James Harden seems to drink and go out like he seems to go <laughs> out and play like 75 games a year. Yeah, you never I, miss this time. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? If I, like, get drunk in December, I'm out until may i don't know what to tell you like i can't do that so more impressed than anything emily are you in the same way
1: am i impressed
2: no are you if you like get drunk (laughs) could you play basketball the next day with any acumen? no no. it's incredible
1: i I need to drink a lot of diet coke the next day take like three (laughs) naps
2: i need to call my dad yeah
1: and eat pasta and then be like i always whenever i get drunk i always get really Feel really guilty, and I'm like Luna deserves better than this. <laughs> That's my main thing. I feel like a deep spiral of shame,
2: yeah. Um, um,
1: so yeah, no, but also, I have to say, I think it's gonna catch up with him, so
2: definitely. Could. I don't
1: want to put it all my yet, eggs though. in this James Harden basket when he's gonna hit you know 30. Three and it's gonna hit up. It's gonna catch up with him. It caught up with me at 28. But James Harden, it's
0: coming. <laughs> <laughs> he's, but he's—you have to keep in mind—he's he, a god-tier drinker right now. Like, like no one's it's in his wild. class at this point. He's it's like college wild. Johnny Manziel level.
2: Nuts. He's always at strip clubs. I've been to a couple. I hated them. I felt bad for everybody, and I—I I, it's not—it's not my scene. So, but, we, but you
0: remember Johnny? Johnny Manziel was always partying in college. James, yeah. I mean, I feel bad kind of saying that because I think he actually did have to get help after college. I think so. I think I forgot right. about that. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but um, actually he's doing fine now, so good for him. But um but yeah, James Harden reminds me of that, just like constantly out. Like like it's impressive. And like still like Johnny Manzel was an elite player. Like he was he won the Heisman and like
1: it's like Allen Iverson level shit, is what yeah,
2: it. yeah, no, it's true. Sure. The city went through like out AI at TGI Absolutely. Fridays until 3 a.m. all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh this would be that. Uh I will. I think I'm already on record with this, but the only personality thing that I really won't stand for for Harden is him coming here and uh, doesn't end up liking playing with Joel and tells Daryl to trade Joel. Won't do it. Sorry, James. Not happening. So uh, I don't think we'll have that
0: kind of leverage here because the team well, is exactly so, they're so branded around Joel. They're so invested in him for so long. I don't think James Harden comes in and be, and becomes like the voice that the right. front office here.
2: It, it's so one I'm thing doing around. that in Houston where he was like Houston's guy for eight years, but To come into Philadelphia, I would hope he wouldn't have that same leverage, but uh, Yeah. yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable
1: problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: Um, all right, let's run down a couple of predictions for the year as the season gets started. I want to hear, you know, you can choose any of these. You know, the most disappointing Sixer or where you think they end in the standings or how far they go in the playoffs. I'd like to hear what you think uh, is going to happen with the Sixers. Uh, Emily, give me a few that you might uh, have in your mind.
1: Um, it's hard to say after the preseason games, like most disappointing, I would say like Matisse, but I kind of think he's going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, happy surprise. I'm going to say, I'm going to say shake. I think he's really going to take a leap this year. I already said I want to put money on shake for six man of the year. Mm Um, I probably can get really good odds on that right now. So, Mm -hmm. um, as far as standings, we kind of talked about it last week. I said like three or four. Um. And then playoffs, I I really would love for them to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna happen. Um, it would have, I think, with the current roster, it would have to. There would have to be some like lucky bounces our way. I think we're owed some lucky bounces. To I, be honest, I think you're so, right. Um, I it wouldn't be like crazy. It would be really, it would be really great. But I don't, I don't think we're gonna lose in the first round this year. So. Yeah. So,
2: that's that Dan give me a few years um all right so I think you know Danny Green has
0: a good year I think he'll shoot better from three than he did last year I know Daniel Olinger has talked a lot about his you know kind of up and down seasons from from three where he'll have like one good season one bad season and kind of bounce around but you know he's a career 40 percent three-point shooter so I think you know some people maybe wrote him off too soon as a shooter and he'll Mm -hmm. well um as far as you know where they end up in the standings. I I still think, you know, five or six seed. Um, I, I do think they probably lose in the first round. Maybe, you know, I'll give them 50% chance to win a round. I don't think there's a good chance they get to the conference finals at all. Um, I think, you know, the other 50% being that they, you know, lose in the first round, obviously. Um, and then, you know, I, um, I think the, if James Harden goes elsewhere in the Eastern conference, the Sixers are, absolutely not winning a playoff round mm-hmm. I think at that point there's too many teams who are just clearly better than them um, if James Harden goes to the Sixers though I think they're the favorite in the East I think it it, it changes things that much so I think you know they're still maybe not the one seed maybe i given the two seed just the way the Bucks play in the regular season but uh, I would take a Joel and Harden team over you know the KD Kyrie Nets mm-hmm. um, even though I you know it's probably close I would take them over Milwaukee even though I think you know Milwaukee isn't going to keep being as bad as they've been in the playoffs. I think they'll, they'll show us a little bit more next the, uh, the South coming season in the playoffs. So I, I think that um, a lot of it comes down to where Harding goes. It definitely seems like he'll probably go East. Um, so I think the Sixers are, they're, they're not contenders anyway. They're, they're, they are they they do not really even have any kind of playoff hope of moderate, moderate playoff success if he goes elsewhere. Um, and I think that if he comes here, I could, I could see them getting to the finals. I could, I could see them. I, I don't really see a ceiling for, for the Sixers if he comes here.
2: So I, um, I, I basically agree with both of you in different ways. I, if I had to predict, I would actually bet on that trade happening. Like, I think that there is so much circling right now and that eventually at the end of the day, the Rockets can't find a better offer than Ben. And Daryl, as a guy who focuses so much on championship probability, we'll just sort of have to in the end. Now there'll be, who knows where a pick goes and what other salaries included. Like does PJ Tucker come to the Sixers, whatever. I um, love that. I know me too. Um, so, but, but assuming there's no trade, assuming it's just the roster that we have now, I think they're going to be very good. Like I think that the Sixers like this formula works and they have smart players and good defenders. And I think, you know, obviously all of this is providing health, but like, Joel's great. Ben's great. Like, I think that they'll win games. I could see them as the three C just in terms of like other teams might have more to figure out than the Sixers during the regular season, because the Sixers have Ben and Joe who've been here and a lot of guys that sort of plug and play. Whereas the Nets have great players, but a lot to figure out on their own, you know, in terms of uh, a brand new brand new system and a new coach and all that. Um, What I worry about with this team is in the playoffs in not having a perimeter guy who can get his own bucket. So that's what I, what I worry about is like when it really Matthew comes season. down to it. Did you say Matisse?
0: No, Maxie.
2: Maxi, Yeah, sure. Like, you know, that's what I worry about is in the playoffs when it comes down to it, like who can get you a bunch of buckets. Cause it's that, that sort of other formula is harder to do when you need to run stuff to get somebody open and uh all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I would say that, the most likely thing would be like a second round exit for this team, which would be a bummer again. Um, but I think they're going to be good. I think they'll win a good amount of games and stay healthy and, and be better than they were last year. Um, I just would be, I would think there's a real ceiling in terms of a playoff success, given that they don't have a guy on the perimeter who can close games. Uh, and it's just hard to play out of the post in the end of games in the, in the post season. All right, Dan, you have a thing you want to do that's the intro go ahead yeah so
0: basically i just kind of got curious because i'm very low on the sixers um compared to others and i i wanted to i'm going to share my screen so i can see you guys Whoa. while i see can you let me share because i want to be able to see you I guys how do that how do i do? While it? I look at this fresh yeah don't worry about it um but basically um the um the sixers to me are not contenders but I wanted to kind of check myself. So I went back and I kind of looked at...
2: Okay, I think you should be able to share now.
0: Okay, cool. Yes, I can. Thank you. So I went back and looked at um, just contenders and... Or not contenders, sorry. Sorry, I was doing the screen share. Focusing. <laughs> I went back and I'll, I'll do this quick because we're, we're running a little long. But mm. I went back and I looked at the, the, every every team who's won a championship since the last time Jordan won a championship. So this is since 99, um, since after Jordan won. Um, Most of them have deeper benches and just deeper starting lineups than the Sixers do. Um, Almost every single best player, arguably every single one of the best players on these teams is currently better than Joel, or was better than Joel Embiid is right now. Um, Almost every single one of the second best players better than Ben Simmons. And almost every single one of the third best players better than Tobias Harris, um, if you consider Tobias our third best player. Maybe it's Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I kind of put this together. So the best players, you have Tim Duncan, Shaq, 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 Tim Duncan. Chauncey Billups, you could say, you could, you know, that was a That's crazy deep
2: team. I was thinking that was an incredibly deep team. And they're like an right. anomaly in winning that title. But I would think that Joel – like this year is better than Chauncey was that
0: year right so that's the one and then maybe you know so then you have Tim Duncan, Dwayne Wade, Tim Duncan, maybe Paul Pierce um, yeah. but after Paul Pierce in 08 you have the last you know 12 years you have Kobe, Kobe, Dirk, LeBron, LeBron, Kawhi, Kawhi, Steph, LeBron, Steph, Steph, slash Durant, Durant, Kawhi, LeBron um, none of them are Joel is nowhere near any of them um, in my opinion and I love Joel mm-hmm. Um, he's just not – he's not there. He's not a top – you know, especially how hot Dirk got in those playoffs. Like, Joel is not at that level. Second best players, um, most of them are better than Ben Simmons, not all of them. Mm-hmm. David Robinson, Kobe, 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 David Robinson. You could maybe argue about, you know, Ben Wallace I think would be fair to put, you know, Ben ahead of. You could, you could make that case. Ginobili at that time was probably better than Ben is now. Um,
2: That's a tough one. I think you're probably right but he was, was I know he was close-ish. top 10 in
0: MVP voting at one point
2: oh wow I didn't even realize that he wow. was like
0: ninth or something um mm-hmm. Shaq Ginobili again and those teams had Tony Parker um mm-hmm. Garnett Gasol Pau Gasol Pau Gasol who was uh, probably still better than Ben then um Tyson Chandler I'd take Ben over of course yeah. um but then you have Dwayne Wade Dwayne Wade Tim Duncan again uh Clay Thompson Kyrie Irving in 2016 was fantastic uh Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant slash Steph slash Steph. Um, Pascal Siakam, you could say.
2: Um, yeah, I would go You could, you could with argue Spencer that. Out. He had a great yeah, playoff,
0: yeah. but you could take Ben. And then Anthony Davis, obviously much better. So you're looking at two or three guys in the last uh, 20 to 21 years. Yeah. Um, and then third best players. Um, I honestly don't know who Sean Ellie and Glenn Rice are, but um, I asked my dad who uh after looking at like basketball reference and he was like oh yeah it was probably these guys so yeah. great if you guys have an opinion on him i was i was one year old so i i haven't seen them play and i'm not gonna <laughs> pretend i have yeah, um no. derrick fisher was obviously a good player and they, he won twice with the lakers again you get to tony parker um tayshaun prince was was a solid player although you could give it to a few guys as the third best player on that Pistons team. they were like we said really deep tony parker jason williams on the heat although again you could give it to a few guys there that's what I'm that's kind of my point about how these teams are pretty deep right um Tony Parker again Ray Allen obviously much better than Tobias Lamar Odom twice in his prime was probably still better than Tobias he was great back then yeah Sean Marion was it was was still a good player then um Chris Bosh twice was a million times better than Tobias Tony Parker again was great in 2014 Draymond not even close uh Kevin Love still best even has gotten so much older is still better than Tobias now um Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, obviously so much better. Kyle Lowry, a hundred times better. KCP, I just threw him in there. I don't even know if he was the third best player on that team. Again, they were really just a big two. But
2: yeah, he had a good series. I would say Tobias is better than him, but. You know, but
0: yeah. it's not anything. But again, they're two best players with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, yeah. So it's like, I, I don't see these Sixers as, as having that kind of top end talent or the kind of depth I know their their bench is fun. I like their bench. If they had the top end talent, their bench would be fine. But they don't have the bench that some of these teams have, and they absolutely don't have the top end talent of really any of these teams, except maybe the 2004 Pistons, who you know their four their you know four five six you know best players were so much better than what the Sixers have after this. Um, you know, Rasheed Wallace was was solid, and and um and they were and and rip they had rip Hamilton on that team who was who was a stud so I you know the, 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 they're the only team that kind of compares and like you said they were kind of an anomaly um, and they were 15 16 years ago so um, I don't I just I, I wanted to check myself and I thought it might be like a fun mm-hmm. thing to kind of just talk about on the pod which is just that like you know the sixers are not at this level and I think that it's if um, I think a, if you swap Ben Simmons for James Harden, you can start to put the Sixers in a category with some of these teams, and I think they do make sense as as a contending team, where you have like a, um, you know, like, he's not as good as 2015 staff, but he's not m- much much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's not. I don't think he's much worse at all. I think he's he's fantastic, and he's he's probably you know almost as good. And then yeah. I still take Joel over Clay, even though I love Clay. Um, and then at that, at that point, you know. They didn't have Durant yet. Draymond is way better than Tobias, but mm-hmm. um, you know maybe this this Sixers team they don't we don't have an Iguodala, but but if some other guys step up at that point, then maybe we go a little deeper. If Shake yeah, steps just... up, if 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 you know um, <clears throat> if some of the if you know Dwight Howard plays well off the bench, and and you have you know Seth Curry shoot well, and you have uh, you know if Baxi can can contribute, and Danny Green plays well, now you're really rounding out a rotation with the top end talent, the top one two punch. So I, I I think that it does kind of check out that the, the Sixers are, you know, probably not contenders, but but, but would be with, with a trade. And mm-hmm. I, I just kind of wanted to, to share that a little bit.
2: Yeah. I mean, to me, the other interesting thing is that like a team with their best player as a center hasn't won since Duncan in 07, which is interesting. And I think that is pretty fair that we see around the league that makes sense. And, you know, um, it's, I think it's, it's all pretty much fail. Fair. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. I have to pee very badly. I'm going to be right back. We can right, cut out, Emily. we can cut out this part.
0: <laughs> no, Emily and I are, Emily's on Wait, No, Emily's at the front desk of the hotel. All right. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> Emily's at a hotel. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bullshit. All right, here we go. All right, great. All right. So you know what? Let's, uh, let's read some Kesha lyrics. I really love Kesha. All right, let's read the lyrics to Let Him Talk by Kesha from Rainbow, a 2017 album. Let's just, I, I find them very inspirational. All right, here we go. You, you got your own opinions, but baby, I don't even need to hear. Him. Oh, I'm i am not going to do any enthusiasm here because I, 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 just, I don't want to. It used to hurt me, used to bring me down. Do your worst because nothing's going to stop me now. Don't let those losers take your magic, baby. Yeah. Shake that ass! Don't care if they talk about it. Fuck all that haters. Just forget about them. Whoa! Just let them talk about it. Oh, Emily's back. I was reading catchy lyrics to pass the time. How are you? What what are you eating?
1: Hmm. McMuffin.
0: Oh, nice,
1: nice, mm-hmm. nice.
0: I like a good McMuffin. McMuffins are—they're not my favorite. Like I said, we talked about this before. I'm a McGriddle guy, but the McMuffin or the McMuffin's also very good. It's a good sandwich.
1: I had to call the front desk because checkout's supposed to be at eleven and I was like, We're not gonna be done in sixteen minutes. So I thought yeah. now my checkouts at eleven
0: thirty. Nice. Oh, that's good, that's good. They gave you an extra half hour.
1: Oh my third there's like no one here, so I don't think it's a big deal, but
0: nice. All right.
2: I'm back. I read casual lyrics, it was awesome. That's fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. All right. What is next? Um, this is gonna be a big pot. Yeah. I had to push my
1: checkout back. That's why I had to call front desk.
2: Oh my God. That's so nice. Thank you. That's dedication to the pod. You know what this is, this is, this, pod. Now.
1: Huh?
0: This, is this is the pod for people who want to just like pass time at this point. Like, it's like, it's like, I have a long drive. I want to like kind of think about the Sixers and kind of, you know, listen to people have like dumb conversations. Perfect. Where, we're, we're your place.
2: If you've made it this far, we my thank brand. you for your service. Thank you. Um, all right, Dan, you have a new game. Um, what, uh, you can, you can enter into it. We are, we, I think we're retiring or at least uh, putting to bed the most likely game for a while. And, uh, we're transitioning to a new one.
0: Yeah. We're taking a little break from the most likely game. I think, you know, it's kind of been hard to come up with some good questions. I know personally I went last week and I had a tough time (laughs) because, um, it's just like, we've gone through a lot of good ones and, uh, I'm feeling like a lack of creativity. So, we're playing a catchphrase adjacent NBA game, so I had uh, I put all of the Sixers in the pot. I had you guys send me players. I put them in there. I added a few of my own, um, and basically I have catchphrase here. We're going to use the catchphrase timer, so you're going to hear the tick wow. tick 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 tick. I'm going to hold it up so you guys can hear it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on both teams, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna see the clue the, the the person, and I'm gonna you know give you guys the clues. You guys can, like, ask me questions if you don't like have my clue-giving. You can, like, make guesses, try to work with me. You guys both play catchphrase, right? Um, so, yeah. yeah, we're just going to do it like that. Catchphrase, they're, they're, we're going to follow the basic catchphrase phrase rules. Like, you can't say, oh, rhymes with this, starts with this, right? Um, and I'm also going to create my own rule, which is I'm not going to um, say what team the player's on. I think that makes it too easy. Oh, okay. And I'm not going to say their number. So, basically, I think we can do our usual best of seven. Uh, we have enough names for that and Mm -hmm. we'll just follow the timer and whoever is is stuck on the you know whoever's stuck who who, or hasn't answered yet i guess when the timer runs out uh loses and the other
2: person gets the point first person four points wins so Uh, are we is it whoever answers quickest
0: no so so um we're gonna take turns right so i'm gonna say like you go first right? so i'm gonna I have a name for you. I'm going to give you hints. You try to guess it. Once you guess it, now Emily has to guess it before the timer runs out. We go back and forth until the timer runs out, and whoever it's stuck on when the timer runs out, the other person. Oh,
2: cool, cool, cool. Got it. And okay. so
0: I have all the names that you sent me, all the Sixers names I put in, all the names I put in. we I don't know how many names we're at. We have enough, and right. I put them I'm in, be in. Really a, bad at this. No, <laughs> so you'll be good at it. I believe in you. And I put them in a list randomizer, so they're going to be spit out in random order. And I'm just going to... I haven't thought about this ahead of time, so I don't have good clues prepared. (laughs) I think that ruins... That kind of ruins the game. I just have to, like, make it up as I go. And um, I don't know what order they'll be in. Oh, I will know what order they'll be in, but right now I don't. And we're just going to kind of, you know, go for it from there.
2: Yep. Okay.
0: Here we go. I'm going to randomize it.
2: Who's going first?
0: Who wants to go first?
2: Emily.
1: Okay. All right,
0: Emily, you're going first. And... Let me move my. It probably should circle. be
1: best of three because four is an even number. Are we doing best of seven? No, best of seven. First to <laughs> four. Oh, first of four. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I, so it should take like seven minutes, I think, because it's like a, a minute each. I think. I think the timer's a minute. Um, that
1: might be long. Seven minutes is a long time.
0: We can do should best we of do five, best five? five. Yeah. Yeah. We probably won't go to seven, though. I'm guessing set with, uh, just the lock. We can do best of five. Um right. we'll, we'll do best of five. And Emily's going first and go. Okay. This person has very you know, they have cool hair. Um they're fairly handsome. They um are a rookie and they um they're they play like very fast. I talked about this earlier. Um and they we were talking about they can get to the rim.
1: Tyres uh, Maxi.
0: Yes, Tyrese Maxi. All right, Steve. <laughs> a lot of people wanted uh the Sixers to trade for him. yes all right emily okay um he 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 he, um he really screwed over justin anderson
1: uh did the buzzer go off
0: no still going
1: oh
0: i Um, need more clues we're still we're still um all right uh he's he was part of a trade uh this year um but he was like an afterthought no one thought he was in the trade and then they realized he was in the trade later
1: terrence ferguson
0: no, no. Even oh. more of an afterthought. Same trade. Oh, more God. of an afterthought. Uh, oh. Vincent Poirier.
1: Oh God.
0: All right. Point, Steve. Love it. Steve, your team two on my on my thing. Great. And you're up one zero. All right. Emily, you start again. Okay. Because it ended on you. All right. Here we go. All right. This guy was like holding hands in public, and I think he just had charges dropped against him. But he's married. It was a
2: whole thing. Um, oh. You can Google it, Google it, Just Google it. is acceptable. What do you Google, holding hands in public? <laughs>
0: NBA player who had charges dropped, I don't know, yeah. You know who I'm talking about.
1: I know and I can't think of it, Malik Beasley. Yes,
0: all right, uh, Steve, he was one of my favorite Sixers ever, real hustle guy. Um,
2: TJ McConnell?
0: No, um, um, he's he's tall, he's, he's, a, he's like a power forward, like a true power forward, Reggie
2: Evans. Before your time, no, but,
0: that, but he would also fit the mold. Um, yeah. he fit all the clues. No, he's um, he's still in the league. He's he's athletic. He's, Dario. Um, he's. Uh, Jeremy Grant. No, no, I love him. I love him. Um,
2: Robert. No tattoos. I don't know
0: if that helps. Um,
2: tattoos. Oh, Chad oh. Young. Thad Young. Thad Young. He's One of the players you submitted. I know. I even gave you Thad Young. <laughs> He was actually first on your list. Yeah, he was.
0: <laughs> All right. Steve one to
2: one. Steve goes first. Wow. All right. And go. All right. Tom interviewed him. Tom West interviewed him. Um He's a rookie. Desmond Bain? Yes. All right. Emily. Uh he
0: he's um the second best player on his team. He's a local guy. Went to Lehigh.
1: Oh, CJ McCollum,
0: I submitted that. Yeah, CJ McCollum. All
1: he's right. from Ohio. He's not really
0: local. All right, well, he went to college. Look.
2: Hey, let's keep it going. It's on
0: C. me C. now. All right. Um, he, he's, he's a Kevin Rice guy, arguably Kevin Rice's favorite player. Um, little guy. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Emily, uh, he, I think you went in the same draft as Chris Dunn. He played great in the playoffs. Um, he's, um, he couldn't miss a <laughs> shot in the playoffs.
1: Um.
0: Right. Lost in the conference finals.
1: Um,
0: Jamal Murray.
1: Uh, oh. It would really help if we could have the team. I know.
0: I that's mean, too easy, one of mine, though. Mine, too. If I could just say, you know, second best player in the Nuggets, Jamal Murray. Also, I'm easy. supposed
1: to say that uh, CJ McCollum lived across the street from Geordie in college. He went. Oh. Oh. Were they friends? Uh, He had him on his, like, he CJ Jordy was like in charge of the radio, and CJ wanted a show, so like they kind of knew each
2: other. But oh, cool! Love it. That's All why right. we're
1: big CJ people in our house. That's great.
2: So well, I can close it out on this one. Steve so could win here. Probably, probably will. One.
1: I'm terrible at this. Hey, right,
0: Emily, you got this. You got this. All right, here we go. All right, uh, the uh, the Sixers when they first got back to the playoffs with like Ben and Joel, and they won. They won a series. And it was against a team with th- that had this guy on it at the time. And Joel had a rivalry with him. You know, he's another big and they would go at it. Um and and he he dominated him.
1: Is it my turn?
0: Yeah, it's your turn, Emily.
1: Oh, it's on Whiteside.
0: Yes, that's right. All right. I was
1: waiting for Steve and he's like nodding and I'm like, <laughs> go ahead.
0: Steve, all right. He's um he's uh he, all right, he's, he's we're very confident, we, we all believe in him this year. Jake um, Milton. Yes, very good. All right, um, he's, <laughs> or he's one of the worst players on this list, Emily. He's um, also was just in a trade, and um, he got traded for Zaire. Oh, <laughs> oh, there
2: you go. And Steve wins it. Tony Bradley. Tony Bradley. Right.
1: How wow. is worse players on this list going to help me? <laughs> I don't
2: know who's on the list. Well, He's just horrible. All
0: right. But, he's actually not horrible. I, I, I know. Think I horrible.
1: actually thought he, I thought he was Yeah, fine. but
0: compared to the rest of the list, they're all good players on the list. Yes, guys again, we're not looking heart. at
2: the list. Friend. Anyway,
0: if we were going by what we were supposed to be getting on the actual catchphrase, the answer was sports bra.
2: So. Oh. <laughs> okay. And he has so,
1: been in a lot of trades recently. <laughs> he's been really shuffled around, poor kid.
2: A lot yeah. of transactions. All, All right, right, that's a great game. That's our new game. I love it.
1: That's a fun game. So, wait, are we going to take turns getting the clues in the future? Yeah,
0: we can take turns. I'll just, I'll, in our group chat right now, before I forget, send the list. And then you can well, just, you can, we can add more players, but we can reuse the players that we didn't get to, which is most of them. It's a pretty long list. We um, get it
1: like, a Google sheet and then share it like we do our show sheet. And then we can just, like, add people.
0: All right, I'll do that later, but for now. Yeah,
1: you don't have to do it now.
2: Here it is. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, great. That's a fun game. And we can, I don't have that particular timer, but we can use like the iPhone one minute timer.
0: I can still use uh, the timer even if someone else is doing it That's that true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: all right, great new game. Just a few things before we end the show. Uh, Justin Anderson got waived. I'm horribly disappointed. Um, he still shoots the hardest ball in the league. I mean, he just, Drills the backboard on three-point attempts. I love it. Um, <laughs> I hope they re-sign him. I think uh, Marty Teller, who's a friend of the podcast, and uh, Matt Carey, who's a former Liberty Baller, were talking on Twitter about how they gave him a partial guarantee, which might mean, like, during the roster crunch, just, like, hang around and we'll bring you back after they can pull up some minor transactions maybe. I don't know. I hope he's back. I love J.A. Um, and uh, the Frank Mason the third who played with Embiid at Kansas, is going to play for the G League team on an Exhibit 10. Any quick thoughts about either of those things, Emily?
1: Um, Yeah, I hope Justin Anderson sticks around. He also could – maybe he can become one of Joel's personal aides.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's true.
1: They're just, like, such good friends, and I just want Joel to have friends on the team. I agree.
0: Yeah, I'm sad about Justin Anderson. Don't – didn't have any thoughts about Frank Mason. Uh, Justin Anderson's not that good, but I was hoping he made the team. He's, you know, he's, he's a – He's a, he's forever a sixer. He's a Joel guy.
2: So yeah.
1: Um, like there are people who are making the team. It seems that I think he's better than, so it's, he's older I, than too, but better than.
2: I think it's a financial thing. Like Terrence Ferguson has like two and a half million dollars guaranteed. Vincent Poirier has something close to that. So I feel like you, so they can't be aggregated right now. My guess is once that is up, they aggregate them for even just for picks or something and open up a roster spot. I would, think that Justin will come back um but we'll see. Uh Joel did a nice thing during the holiday season. He partnered with Giant uh and he was going to support five Philadelphia area families with housing relief for a year. Um he's going to give them gifts, groceries, merchandise and winter clothing. Uh I think that's cool. Um anybody disagree and think he should keep that money? What do you think, Dan?
0: Yeah, I think that he should donate that to um you know maybe like a a prominent super pack instead of <laughs> you know helping the helping the families and children i don't i just don't
2: see why what's the good in helping people really dan loves a good super pack, uh, I emily, do. I like super pack <laughs> emily did you you know anything about that this is very sweet
1: yeah i think it's really great um i think i read he donated like everyone's getting like a year of groceries they're getting Joel's new under armor shoes um yeah, I think it's great. I love Super Joel. Cool. I think he does a lot of stuff for the community, but he's not as flashy about it. I think if he hadn't to didn't have to partner with Giant and the Sixers on this, we wouldn't have even heard about it. Yeah. Um I just think he's that kind of guy. So it doesn't sound
2: performative to me. I'm very No you know, he wow. seems like he, he likes to support the city and uh I love that. Um all right, so wait, this wait, can week... I say one thing about Joel real quick. No, thank you. So okay. this week no, I'm kidding, go ahead. <laughs>
0: do we think he had COVID? Because he was very er- early, because he was very early on in the, um, like, he very early on was, like, uh, he donated a lot of money to, like, uh, mm-hmm. to, like, you know, to the um, the antibody test for, um, for like, medical workers, and um, it just, it seems like he's, he doesn't usually get into things that are so specific. Like, I, I think just, like, you know, generally helping, like, this is <clears throat> fairly broad, right? Like, it's not narrow, like, helping you know, just families in general in like all kinds of ways, picking five families and just like help them in, you know, with, with all kinds of things. Like that, it feels like that's the kind of thing he's done. He's never really taken a, a main issue. Although, you know, COVID is kind of an unavoidable issue, mm-hmm. um, but he was quick. to like, I think he, before anyone was of like NBA players, was like quickly donating money to like help with that kind of thing. And it makes, it made me wonder at the time, like, and I know, you know, they, the sixer, Sixers had tested positive early on, and they, they wouldn't say who. Right. Um, so it kind of makes me wonder, like, did at any point, did he get sick because he was so quick to make it? <laughs> <hit him? laughs> That's a
1: good he did not really go anywhere, though.
0: That's true, too. That's a good
1: point. I do remember reading um, something in, like, Sports Illustrated or something when he made that donation that he had, it was a time, a lot of people were donating, but they were donating mostly to like, like the workers at like the stadiums and stuff like that, like a lot of relief. And Joe made a, had a thing about how he did a lot of research about like where the best place to send right. his money was. Right. Um, And that was like that the antibody testing was like where the money he thought could do. So he like was educated on it, but maybe like that's how he got educated on it. I don't know.
2: I have no idea. I was going to say that it would be, I'd be sort of surprised if a player that high profile would get it and that news wouldn't leak out. But the team also did a great job in not leaking out the, you know, the fact that he was expecting a child. So there's a chance, you know, like we never knew about that until, until Arthur Embiid was born. So uh, who knows that he definitely could have. And, you know, if he did, I'm happy that he's okay. And um, yeah. it's, you know, I think it's a, it's a, Definitely a fair theory. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, this week, the Sixers' season starts. Very exciting. They have games, uh, Wednesday versus Washington, Saturday at the Knicks, and Sunday at Cleveland. So they have a back-to-back uh, right away. I'd like to get your predictions for these three games. It's Washington, the Knicks, and Cleveland. Emily, what do you predict this week?
1: I predict three wins. Okay. Dan? But all those teams are bad. They are bad.
0: Uh, I predict an easy win over the Knicks, and two painful win or two painful games against Washington and Cleveland. Cleveland, one is a win and one is a loss. I'll say you
1: have
0: to pick. I'll <laughs> say they lose to Cleveland. Washington's at home, so they should win. They never win in Washington. Um, I say they they start off two and zero, and then play like the most sixersy game against Cleveland, and you're just like, this is miserable the whole time and they don't pull it out.
2: Right. I wonder – this feels a little bit too early, but I wonder if Embiid would already rest that second game of a back-to-back. I would sort of doubt it in the first week of the season, but that that would definitely be a losable game if it's the second night of a back-to-back and no Embiid. I'm also predicting three wins. Uh, I think that they beat Washington, and at one point Embiid and Westbrook go sort of nose-to-nose, which would be a lot of fun for me. Um so, yeah, I think it'll be a good first week. Finally, before we get you out of here, this week is the end of The Bachelorette. It's been a great season. Um, the There's Monday and Tuesday. There's one where they fuck each other, and then there's the second one where uh, Taysha chooses. What do you guys think? Who ends up as the Bachelorette, the winner of The Bachelorette? Um, Dan, what do you think?
0: I'm just going to go with uh, Emily. You tell me who you think, and I'm going to go with Emily. Emily always knows.
1: I'm not spoiled. I, I just read into things a lot. Also, I have to say, they don't like when you call it the winner, Steve, because it's like about finding love. You're not really like Sorry. winning a competition. The lover. But
0: it's really you are.
1: It's about, you know, finding true love on this journey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pick Zach. Hell yeah.
2: Love Zach. Yeah. Love Zach. And we'll love our Zach friend. more. Hopefully our good friend, uh, Zach Clark. Love him uh i you know if i had to choose somebody who's not going to come on the podcast i would choose ivan Um, yeah i think that he's got a real chance he seems like a very sweet guy i like him a lot
1: i think him and zach will be the final two i think ben comes back to tell her she he loves her yeah i think so i don't but like how do you send someone home and then they come back you can't keep them you already sent them home you're down to three people
2: well we just saw this Um, with bennett
1: yeah and she sent him
2: home right right
1: so Right, yeah I think Zach and Ivan are the final two I'm gonna keep all of my cards behind Zach and let's see what happens
0: you know we call a lot of people friends of the pod but Zach is much closer to being a friend of the pod than most of the people we call friends of the pod it's true. and that, that we've actually had you know someone on this pod has interacted with him and he has expressed interest in joining us
2: yeah but I think you want to talk made- about his sneakers If we say Friends of the Pod about enough people, people won't know who's real and who's fake. So we should keep saying it. And then people will be surprised. But I
0: think it's important that people know that Zach is a real friend. He's an actual, yeah.
2: That's true. Zach um, broke off not as much, but uh, at least he has some free time on his hands. Um, (laughs) Beginning of the season, very exciting. Uh, We'll be with you all along the way. The next pod will be either late, Sunday night or, uh, out, you know, when this usually is on Monday. Um, and that's it. Anything else, guys?
0: Well, the Sixers play Sunday. Okay. I need to, what, what time is the game? 730. Oh, I wonder if you can talk after the game then.
2: Or we could even, we'll talk about it. We could even do could it do at a regular time Sunday. Right. And then splice it in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: for everyone just to for everyone who celebrates happy merry christmas happy holidays that's going to be in between the next that's week right. oh, yes, Crazy. A call, a yeah so just have, enjoy christmas, your guys. time merry um, christmas
2: this will not it won't be new year's new year's will be no. after that right okay so yeah. i hope you guys have a great christmas and uh enjoy yes yeah. see you guys see you
1: bye <laughs>